Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to Believe in K-Pop. This week we have two lovely guests um, by the names of Shannon and Angelica of the Ask Me About K-Pop podcast. I'm really happy to have them on. Shout out to DJ Peter Lowe from the K-Pop cast who originally was the one who kind of connected me to Shannon and Helica. And um, we had a very nice, long, definitely more than an hour conversation here um, while recording and while not recording. Um, so as you see right now, this is definitely an hour and nine minute interview, I want to say, um, which I really enjoyed. Um, one thing you might hear in the background and in Helica's recording, she definitely had her window open. I think a window was open, but it, there's some like nice uh, bird noises that are in the background, which I think thought were really nice to leave in um and I decided to uh for that reason so you can hear a little bird noises uh coming from LA which is where and Shannon and Angelica live um hope everyone in LA listening to this is staying healthy hope everyone around the world is staying safe and healthy as well um as I said last week um we will continue on with the kind of deep dive um we're gonna do big hit next as i said um bts obviously in txt and maybe ehyun i think his name is ehyun um or lehyun however you want to pronounce it um so we'll be doing that next week um and then after that we will be having on um roxy from the craze so sorry for the hiccup guys um so um next two weeks will be quite good um hopefully you guys enjoy this and um yes Here's the interview with Ask Me About K-Pop. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Believe in K-Pop. We have two special guests here. It's been a little bit of time since we've had some guests, but I'm very honored to have them on. We have Shannon and Angelica of Ask Me About K-Pop. Thank you guys for joining. Oh, of course. Thank Thanks you for, for having, having us. us. Yeah. Uh, how are you guys? Uh, I mean, we are recording virtually, guys. We are social distancing. <laughs> and even if we wanted to be together, we couldn't because I'm in Atlanta. So um, but how are you guys spending your time, you know, during this stay at home quarantine order that we have? Uh, working too much, honestly. Uh, oh, are you working longer hours or shorter hours? Would I you think say? I feel like I'm working longer hours just because I don't the day doesn't get broken up the same, you know? You can't, like, walk yeah. to the kitchen and get into a 10-minute conversation with somebody or mm-hmm. go walk to lunch. Like, things that take up time in the day. Like, now I just work for nine hours straight, and it's ridiculous. <laughs> but are you more productive, though, is the question. I think so. We're oh, honestly... Good. I work at a podcast network, and we're working very hard to keep podcasting normal while right. things are weird which right. means a lot of zoom recordings like this which as you probably know have to be edited a lot in post mm. um so everybody at my job is very very busy right now 
Ah, I see. What about you, Angelica? I'm still working as well. Uh, I'm a teacher. I teach ESL, and so um, I'm still doing, but I'm doing like Zoom classes, which has a whole, a whole wealth of challenges all on its own. <laughs> um, so it's been going okay, but yeah. So I teach, and then um, aside from that, I've been like cooking and baking a lot, cleaning, staring at the wall. I don't know. <laughs> Yes, an assortment of those things. I see. Have you guys been able to catch up on like, you know, or, you know, get, I guess, lost in another group, catch up on like any other like VLive, whatever content that you wouldn't have been able to otherwise? Yeah, I feel like I've been, yeah, I feel like I've just been reverting into comforting things, watching like really old stuff, like Mm. really like rewatching old shiny things that I've seen a hundred times or just Mm -hmm. like episodes i watched like some episodes of hyana ing like three different times this week like i'm just going to like comfort wells i wish that i had time like i'm very very intrigued by the boys and i love their music so much Mm -hmm. but there's like 11 of them and like i feel like i need i feel like my soul is not in the right place to like accept a new group right now so i'm just like falling back on like comforting things that i've seen a million times yeah Mm. i'm doing i'm doing a lot of the same i'm finding things that like i know bring me joy (laughs) so i'm turning to them now um i started to get a little bit more into itsy they've been a group that i've liked since their debut but then in the past couple weeks i like i learned all their names and i watched some of Mm. their youtube videos and you know like those teen vogue or whatever glamour videos that they do and i opened a weekly idol episode in a tab and i it has been (laughs) open there for about two weeks now (laughs) Yep, I know that feeling. I hate it when you're like, I'm going to watch that at some point, but (laughs) it just kind of stays there. So I'll get to it eventually, I guess. (laughs) I feel like, you know, thankfully, um, I saw one of the things that was trending yesterday um, was SM tweeting about um, Shiny's countdown. And I know you guys must have been super happy (laughs) about that. Yes! 2020 means Shiny's back! Wait, so we've been... Uh Yeah, we've been saying this since January 1st. We, like, renamed (laughs) one of our K-pop group chats, Shiny 2020. Like, we've been waiting for this. So to have SM, like, like, be like, yes, for real, we're also on board. Yeah. Um, And 100, like, 99 days till Onu is out, it's like, oh, that's such a small number. Like, we'll probably still be quarantined. We will. We will definitely (laughs) still be quarantined. (laughs) Oh, God. And Minho's, I think, 200-something, right? We're yes. getting there. Getting yeah, close. he is the longest. Left. So he's definitely still going to, he'll be in, oh, he'll be out by like the end of 2020. Yeah, I think I he think gets out in December. First week of December. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then with Taemin, like he doesn't go immediately right after they all get out, right? He doesn't have to go for two more years because okay. he is so much younger mm-hmm. and Ki and Mino went kind of early. So mm. we're bitter at him for not going because, uh, but I think we'll have enough time for like at least a comeback and a repack before he has to go away. Timmy said Shiny was coming back this month or this year. So okay. I'm holding him to that. Um, my oh, wow. guess is that, you know, we'll get like a Shiny comeback and then maybe a repackage and then maybe Timmy will leave. But honestly, like he could plan a whole other like solo thing. He's, right. He loves to keep busy. I don't know. That guy's crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, and who knows where Super M will fall into all of that, you know, exactly. too. Yeah, um, Batman's got to yeah. go to the army, too. Isn't he older than Timmy? Yes, yes, he is. Yeah. He is. Yeah, yeah, it's very complicated. But <laughs> either way, you know, thankfully, you know, they did make their official countdown or they tweeted about it, so there's only a matter of time. Yes. But oh, yes. um, let's talk, you know, <laughs> separate from Shawal world or Shawal's, uh, you know, fandom and talk about, you know, y'all's podcast. So... First of all, um, I think there's a lot of people, there have been a lot of, of my listeners that had uh, been like, you should have asked me about K-pop on, asked me about K-pop, asked me about K-pop. And um, finally, I don't like having guests on unless I'm, I listen to all their stuff. And eventually I was like, okay, like I'll listen to the first couple episodes, last couple episodes, middle episodes. And then I was just like, oh shoot, like I'm like, I listen to every single one of y'all's episodes. Oh, and, um, oh my gosh. I, no, it's, it's, you guys really do. Um, you know, the K-pop cast was the first podcast I listened to, and they were very educational in what they did. Um, but they're more, I feel like, analytical. Whereas you guys have said, like, your goal was to make this podcast educational. Um, and so, in all of that, how did how did you come up with the name behind it? I know there's like Ask Me Anything's on Reddit, um, you know, whatever it is. But how did you guys come up with Ask Me About K-pop as the name of the podcast? Um, I think we've said that it's just a general feeling that we've both always had since we got into k-pop is just like wishing so desperately that the other people in our lives would ask us about it so mm-hmm. that we'd have a chance to like tell them all of the like crazy because the industry is so different and there's yeah. so many weird pieces to it and i could talk about it forever um and our logo is like it's supposed to be like a button because mm-hmm. i remember like growing up like at tgi fridays or whatever the waiters would have a button and be like ask me about our new steak special or mm-hmm. whatever and so i was like i just want to wear a button that says ask me about k-pop so that people mm. will ask me about it yeah that's really where the name came from is like specifically the idea for that button because i know before before we started the podcast and we were just casual fans shannon and i would joke back and forth that we wished we had a button that we could wear all the time like now that we were really into into k-pop and wanted to talk about it all the time we joked that we wanted that button and then when shannon came up with the idea for the podcast uh it was just sort of always the title so i i totally get and you know when uh, when someone asks you like a certain question about k-pop and you're like like you kind of i always catch my breath i'm like oh let me tell you like uh, and i'm just like wait okay like how can i condense all of everything that you like tell me about the albums and it's like okay hold on like that's a huge question you should go listen to like episode four of ask me about k-pop right. because you can talk about it for like 50 <laughs> minutes um but um so then you know in doing that was it in the back of your mind when starting the podcast like okay uh this audience needs i know it's like seasoned fans and uh, recent converts alike kind of thing um was it was your audience in mind or was it like how how did you or were you thinking about that or was it also more of just a thing like you know what if you ask me i'm gonna tell you sort of thing i think that the original like very original idea when i started like writing it down because I originally like was going to pitch it at my job um, mm-hmm. and one of my coworkers was like going to help me with the pilot and I think I was coming from it from a very very just like educational podcast perspective of if somebody who had just like heard about k-pop on the news and wanted to know what it was like from a, like I wasn't even thinking about fans listening to it until we were sort mm-hmm. of in it and being like oh I guess other people would like to hear this too but I think my original idea was just to like 
tell the world, like the casually interested person, all there is to know about K-pop. Because in the beginning, our first like 10 episodes are so extremely basic, Mm -hmm. um, trying to get all of the like little bitty nuance pieces that like Mm -hmm. if somebody was just curious about K-pop, they would need to know. Um, But the fan aspect surprised us more. Like finding out when people tell us like, I've been a K-pop fan 10 years longer than you. And you nope. teach me things, you know, like right. that kind of stuff is cool. Yeah. Well, I think part of the Shannon is the one who had the idea for this podcast. And she I think you always like intended for it to be educational. But the original mm-hmm. idea was sort of, yeah, like that person who doesn't know anything about K-pop. And then when we decided to actually like do it and not just talk about it, we the Seoul Olympics, uh, the Olympics were in Seoul in 2018. And Mm -hmm. so there were, because there were a couple of K-pop acts that were scheduled to perform in at least the closing ceremony, if not also the opening, um, Mm -hmm. there were, we were starting to see a lot of articles in like American media, um, that was like, what is K-pop? And a lot of times, and we've talked about this on the show, but a lot of times the media coverage like made us absolutely want to die. And so, uh, just because it was coming from a very uneducated point of view of like, what is this foreign music industry? And we often found that it was as fans, like it was either disrespectful or it was inaccurate or incomplete. So we wanted to, we ended up timing our premiere, our pilot, I guess, episode with the, like, right around the closing ceremonies of the Olympics because we wanted anyone who saw those Olympics and thought, what is K-pop? That's the title of our first episode. Like, what is K-pop? And then hopefully they would be able to find us and get, like, a, a, a hopefully, like, I don't know, an impression that would leave a better taste in their mouth than, like, some yeah. down morning news person, like, wondering what this K-pop's all about. Um, right. <laughs> so that was, that was definitely something we had in mind as well. But like Shannon said, like, people already being established fans and still enjoying even our most basic episodes like that, that is something we didn't, we didn't anticipate. I think that's one thing that's really cool. You know, even in this first episode, what is K-pop or like, you know, explaining K-pop you know, albums, that kind of thing, like just the very basics of it. I think the fact that you guys are able to find little things, you know, histor- historical, you know, tidbits or whatever it may be about, you know, certain albums and how they were created or whatever it may be for even to K-pop fans that have been, you know, fans for 15, 10 to 15 years, I think that also sheds light on the research that you guys do. And I know you guys have talked about that the fact that it's a highly uh, research-based show. So I'm curious, um, how do you guys go about conducting the research for your podcast? Um, you know, let's say for like one episode, like what is the process for doing that? Um, I think like most good journalism, I think it's like uh, having as many sources as possible is important to us. Mm-hmm. I think we usually just like start on a Wikipedia, yeah. like knowing that Wikipedia can be inaccurate or like too short winded, but sort of start there. And then, like, I've said on the show before that being a K-pop fan has made me really good at Googling things, Mm -hmm. Um, like, specifically Googling things. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. often, especially with episodes about things that take place, like, pre-2012, I will go on Naver or on Korean Wikipedia and, like, look for articles there. 
Um, the Soompi archive is still, like, it's hard to navigate, but, like, there is still so much old published news there. Mm. Um, I love going into old forums to find out how fans were reacting to things, like, a, like as news happened, because I think that's mm. important context. Right. Yeah, so it's just really a mix of, like, trying to find as many sources as possible to be, like, how is this being reported in the news? Where are the, like, facts for these song charts? Or, like, how did fans feel about this when it happened? How do they feel about it now? That kind of stuff. Yeah, we generally, I think, like, the way you said that we start on Wikipedia is, is pretty accurate. Like, that gives us kind of the foundation. And then from Wikipedia, we can either, like, check their sources that they list on the bottom. Or we can then, like, just start Googling and starting to, like... Like almost using the Wikipedia to like help refine our Google search um, and look for certain things that maybe we need more information on. Shannon has a a bit of an advantage in that she has like sort of a a, you know a basic understanding of Korean of the Korean language, so she can look at some like first language sources. Um, I don't speak any Korean, so that doesn't help me at all. Um, I just like, it's a lot of trial and error of like Googling things, but Mm -hmm. basically if I find it on, if I can find three websites that all say the same thing, then I'll consider it fact-checked. Right. Um. And we also try very hard to be, um, very upfront about stuff. Like when we read things on the show, we'll be like, this we could only find this written one mm-hmm. place or we use words like allegedly like we try to be very yeah. careful because mm-hmm. um, we I mean we might like be presenting ourselves as like experts or whatever mm. but I think that we have learned so much through doing this podcast yeah. that I don't ever want to say that like I know everything about k-pop because that's a lie like we find out new things all the time yeah I feel like we almost present ourselves more like Rather than experts, I think Shannon and I make the joke a lot of times that we're like amateur K-pop historians. I love um, that. Yeah, yeah, which because then you're really taking a lot of like because we I think pride ourselves on like the journalistic integrity of our show in that yeah. we really do try to fact check ourselves or present things you know objectively and also present things like you said like Shannon said being very upfront about like allegedly this happened like well, we only have these are our sources blah blah blah. Um, so I think we try to be, you know, try to be as transparent as possible about where we're getting the information and what the information really is. I feel like, you know, obviously, um, in doing a podcast in general, but also, or, you know, about K-pop, something that you're very passionate about, but also taking an extra level and like fact checking and making sure like, you know, what you're saying is correct. And, you know, going through all these forums, like it, it adds another level to the like fandom or like you know for lack of a better term fan girl or fanboy like lifestyle um that you guys have you know already had um I wonder with you know it feels like it also could be um like chore chore what's the word uh, <laughs> like, like, it could uh, be like yeah. a ch- you know it could you know become a yeah. chore yeah, it can become a chore. Does it feel like that? Um, because it doesn't come across that way on the show. It feels like you guys are like, you're still very passionate about, you know, like, oh, so like I was reading this article about like, you know, 1995, blah, 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 blah. This is what happened. And then that's how it came into this. Like you guys are seem yeah. very like, and you'll discuss it. So like, is it a chore, you know, doing all this research? Um, or, you know, how, how do you feel about it whenever, you know, each episode kind of thing? Um, I think it was very important to us, like, 
one of the things that we talked about when we started this was that like we a never wanted it to make us fight mm-hmm. um because our friendship is more important to me than anything so I don't want to like bust it over a podcast mm. and also that we never wanted the show to feel like a chore Mm. Yeah, we specifically so think, like shook hands and agreed that like this will never cause us stress. Like the minute this okay. becomes a a stressful thing, we're like we have to change it or fix it or stop. Like because this okay. is supposed to be fun. Yeah, okay. and so I think there are times where like maybe we'll say on Tuesday like let's do an episode about this this weekend, and by Thursday we found that neither of us are like feeling it or like can't find mm-hmm. the info or whatever. So then we'll just do a different episode like yeah we just don't want it because I do I do love doing the research and those times mm. where I'm like I have 18 tabs open and I'm just like going nuts <laughs> in a google doc I get like high off of it wow so like, I love I think that's why we keep doing it because I do love doing the like ridiculous research yeah I I agree I think that like I will easily spend you know an entire day like four five six hours like preparing for you know the episode depending on what the topic is but for me I also find it enjoyable I think it's it's interesting and it's fun and like also a lot of times you know if you think about okay what is the research that we're doing it's watching music videos or like performances (laughs) or something and like that's the greatest kind of homework I could ever assign myself so mm-hmm. um right. so I never really I never really like dread having to prepare for for the podcast mm-hmm. so with that in mind do you uh, like is there ever an, an um an idea in your head or like a point where you're like and because you guys do get what like I think um when Tamar I think Tamar Herman like asked for like suggestions for podcasts and y'all's y'all's soju talk and k-pop cast were like the most like listed um and so you do have a lot of listeners um but you know with that like you know you've already done your like you've done a lot of fan projects and that kind of thing but do you guys ever think about making it you know go past a hobby I guess the answer would be no if you don't want to be like have you know include any stress in it I mean, oh no I feel like that's, that's the, the goal yeah oh yeah I'd love for this to be my full-time job that's what we say the dream is because mm-hmm. I think right now any stress that the podcast causes or any like hurdles in the way of making it bigger are because we have other jobs yeah exactly I think we could do more we could have a patreon we could do more youtube if I didn't have another job yeah we could create so much more content (laughs) if we didn't have full-time jobs (laughs) that that right that were not at all related to k-pop um but we've we say all the time that the like the dream the actual dream Mm. is to like make talking about k-pop our jobs yeah and we do have you know like i i don't know if they're i'm not gonna call them pie in the sky dreams because i want them to be more realistic than that um Mm -hmm. i feel like we have easily attainable goals for this year to register ourselves as a small business and to like really get the ball rolling so like there are certain Uh things that we we would like to do as far as like getting starting merch lines and whatever like the ball was rolling on merch right before we all got locked up in the yeah, house. Yeah, so like, I know. At the moment, I just sort of feel like I, A, don't want to ask my listeners for any money because I feel like mm-hmm. things are weird. And I don't want to contribute to, like, delivery men being out. So, yeah. like, I feel like tonight, time, yeah. now is not the time for merch. Yeah. But it was about to be. So, like, we were working on We were it. so close. <laughs> we were so close. 
Um, but it's okay. That's the, but yeah, we do think about that and we would, we would love, because like I said, right now we are amateur K-pop historians, but I'd love to be a professional one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's very convenient, Shannon, the fact that you work for, you know, a podcasting, you know, company, like, um, you know, that segue and that, you know, um, I guess synergy would be very, uh, easy to make happen, you know, if that, or to whatever degree it ends up. One of the questions you emailed us beforehand Mm -hmm. was like why podcasting over youtube or something else Mm -hmm. and i think that is because i have worked in the podcast industry for almost eight years like at one of the original podcasting networks Mm. and i love podcasting as a medium i think it's the coolest i feel like it's a very intimate medium and people take you like with them on their lives um and it's just very different from like tv or youtube or something Mm. um also my voice is better than my face like you know but i (laughs) but yeah i just i always i love (laughs) podcasting and i i think it's something that i'm fortunate that like i understand how the industry works and so that Mm. kind of you know gave us a leg up and we do have like access to good equipment and like know how to do all of that stuff so I think that's particularly why we do a podcast as of anything else because I know a lot about podcasting and I love them right and because this was her idea so I just did what she told me (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) well um I guess with that like you're saying I I know one of the episodes you were saying that uh, obviously no one really gives radio attention like that anymore um because there's things like podcasting or just streaming in general where you can just play whenever you want but obviously you know Everybody still puts radio, uh, you know, as paramount for, um, you know, charting and things like that and true popularity, I guess you could call it that, or mainstream popularity. Um, Do you think there could ever be a point where podcasting is like, okay, we have to get our song on, like, Ask Me About K-Pop because, like, that will at some point contribute to our, I don't know, contribute to our streams, I don't know. But, like, do you think there's ever a point where that could be the case? You mean with podcasts in general or with our podcast well your podcast let's let's say your podcast yeah like your let's say one day you know once all shiny gets out the military and they're like okay it's all switched over to podcasting we gotta play our song on like ask me about k-pop like this needs to be in the rotation kind of thing do you think that podcasting could ever become something like that something similar to radio become anything Okay. Um, like, like I said, I've worked in the industry for like eight years and it was mm. very, very different eight years ago and it changes literally constantly in places like Spotify or just like throwing so much money at podcasts mm. right now that like, I feel like anything is possible. I always tell Uber drivers when they like ask me like, oh, what is it like to work in podcasting? I tell them that I imagine it's like working in TV in the like early 50s like when nobody knew what tv was gonna be like Mm. it's a brand new industry and like i feel like we haven't even seen yet like what it can do um but like there are podcasts that get listened to like by millions and millions of people every week right so i think anything's possible honestly Do you guys feel that um like so I you guys do have a YouTube like you said um or that you've mentioned um you have 10k subscribers and it's really mostly just um you know the audio track over over the what's it called what do you call it um just the cover the, just and the, the cover audio track yeah. exactly the cover of the yeah yeah um and you do have a few reaction videos as well um now right now a lot of people say that reactors k-pop youtube reactors it's like a red ocean like there's just so many out there that it's Mm -hmm. like okay like you can only really pay attention to the you know 200,000 plus (laughs) subscriber ones but um would you say that 
podcasting is becoming like a red ocean for like the ones that really stick out they'll stick out but like you know what i'm saying like how do you feel how do you guys feel maybe just the k-pop podcasting space do you do you feel like it's a red ocean and in general do you guys feel like podcasting is a red ocean right now i I don't know Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I don't know about podcasting in general. I mean, for me, like, I don't know that much about podcasting and I don't listen mm. to that many podcasts either. It's just like okay. never really been a medium that, that grabbed me. Okay. Um, but I think like the joke is sort of that everyone, like everyone and their mother like starts a podcast or whatever. Yeah. So I think there is some, I guess general idea that that's how it's getting for me Mm. I I do sometimes get a little bit discouraged like when I see sort of you know just the names of all the k-pop podcasts that exist like in a big list or something like that to me feels a little bit like oh man like there's so many of us right but I do think that like each of those like every k-pop podcast is at least of the ones that I've listened to or whatever, like they do have like, a lot of them have slightly different spins on it. And mm-hmm. I do like to think that we're the only ones doing specifically what we're doing yeah. as far as oh, yeah. the like, you know, creating an encyclopedia, like creating almost like a K-pop library yeah. of refer, like a reference library. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it does get a little bit, a little bit overwhelming when you think about like just the sheer numbers. Right. Right. I feel like, I mean, yeah, it does the trope of everyone and their mom having a podcast. Like it is (laughs) kind of true. And I know when we started, if you like searched K-pop in a podcasting app, like there were like seven of us total and now there's like a ton more. Yeah. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. And I don't think it's red ocean status because compared to like podcasts where three guys sit around and talk about a movie they just watched, it's like (laughs) barely a decimal point compared to how many podcasts like k-pop podcasts there are i feel like even though it seems like a lot compared to how many other podcasts about so many other things it's still such a tiny piece of a pie um but i think it's exciting that's the thing i love about podcasts and i think it's something people like about youtube is that like anybody can do it like it's pretty simple to figure out it can be free it costs mm. a little bit if you want better analytics and like better stuff, but like it can, right. it's a thing that people can do for free. And I think that's cool. <laughs> right. That's true. That's true. And it's got like the, you know, the main thing I guess you've said in terms of radio is, you know, is that you can listen to it on demand. You don't have to t- chime in at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to make sure you're hearing that certain segment. Um, now, you guys spoke about how like, you know, you guys shook on the fact that you didn't want this to ever become a chore. You didn't want to get in a fight. Why did you did you ever think um, I don't know if you guys have talked about it amongst each other, but um, did you ever think about how this was adding another level to your friendship? Um, and what are like the pros and cons of if there are any cons, but the pros, I guess you could say, of, you know. Oh, I got a long list of cons. Well, let's hear it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, because I guess I will say, like, um, I before I started K-pop podcast or whatever, I did a podcast with my my best friend um, starting in, like, November of 2017. And it was, like, girl talk, sports, blah, 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 whatever. And um, that, over time definitely starts started some fights um here and there and disagreements it didn't ruin our friendship we ultimately stopped doing it because it was just like yeah we're just it's just not happening it's not gonna work and we're still like best friends it's just like it didn't make we kind of 
our interests kind of frayed and that kind of thing. So it didn't make sense to continue doing a podcast. But um, so I wonder for you guys, like, you know, did you think that this was a how how much did you think about the fact that this was going to add another level to your friendship that could, you know, pot- potentially create fights, that kind of thing? Shannon? (laughs) No, I think it's just something, I mean, it was something, the reason that I brought it up right when we started is because it's a thing that I know and a thing that I have seen in the industry Mm. of people, their podcast gets real big and then they don't get along and like, and then it all falls apart. Um, So it was something that I knew was a possibility and I didn't, I was just always wary of it. But I truly think, honestly, the podcast just kind of replaced our regular sitting around on a Tuesday and talking about K-pop for three yeah. hours. Like uh-huh. we just kind of record it now. Yeah. Like, does okay. like- yeah. There's, there's very little difference between like Shannon and I were talking on the phone yesterday, just like catching up and our conversation just over the phone sounded so like when we record this tomorrow, we'll probably have a very similar conversation to the one we had yesterday on the phone, but we're just doing it in a microphone now. But I think the, the one I was thinking about this question earlier today, there was a, we never really were like worried, I guess about it. Although I do remember like Shannon, when she asked me to, to co-host the show with her was that kind of thing of like, okay, like we can't let this, you know, whatever happens, like can't let it ruin our friendship. But I think the only time we ever felt like there wasn't, there was a point right at the beginning where it's like, we take a dance class together. So we see each other twice a week anyway. And then we would Mm -hmm. also like, before we started the show, maybe hang out like every other weekend which is basically our recording schedule. We record mm-hmm. every other weekend. And when we first started and like got the ball rolling and we're like really in the hang of it, there was a point where I think we realized that we just replaced our hangouts with recording. And then mm. we were only hanging out to do podcast business. We were not hanging out just to hang out. And so I there see. was like a little bit, like maybe like, six months into the podcast or something, we were like, wait, I miss you. Like, why don't we hang out anymore? (laughs) And so we were like, we have to make sure that we don't just handle podcast things. Like that can't take over our friendship. Mm. Um, But it didn't cause a disagreement or anything. It was just more of like finding the balance. I see. And sometimes the balance means getting brunch and talking about not podcasts for two hours and then going yeah. to the studio and recording or whatever. Yeah, that's ah. that's that's the balance we usually do. <laughs> is we go get lunch first, ham it up, and then go into the into the studio, get serious. Ah, uh, I see. And I remember listening to I think it was your year anniversary. Um, you guys were talking about how you guys normally record multiple episodes in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, usually just two. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, if you're doing like multiple. I feel I like we did three yeah. once and it was like not. <laughs> Your smart. voice is like done. <laughs> oh, our brains were like melted oh. by the end of it. We were like, our mouths were like we get bad tripping over all of our words. Yeah. It was right. like our tongues were tired. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So you guys normally, okay. And then, so when you go into, so that would mean like every other week, you know, you're going in recording two uh, episodes. That would mean you would have had done the research for those two episodes, you know, coming into that. And do you guys, mm-hmm. are you guys seeing each other's research? Cause I, I can tell, I mean, like, you know, like Angelica will have like one part of the research while like Shannon, you'll have another part of the research. Like, how are you guys also like, are you guys seeing each other's research before coming in? It doesn't sound like you are. 
Sort of. Um, we have a shared Google. We have many shared Google Docs. Right, right. Yeah. That I tend to use. And Helica has beautiful penmanship and is a journal oh. keeper. So she does her notes on paper. Wow. Yes, I'm a hard so copy gal. That's the big difference <laughs> is that like I think sometimes I will like write out an outline in the Google Doc and she'll use that to write her paper notes or whatever. But we do. And sometimes we will explicitly split up the research like yeah do these five and i'll do these okay but like with group deep dives i feel like we both just try to like take in the whole thing on our own and then when Mm. we come together like i'll have found this thing and she found this thing and we have different opinions about Mm. this music video and so it kind of yeah a lot of the times i mean a couple things happen one shannon usually does her research before i do mine so like she said i I do always have that google doc that she starts as like an outline to help me guide my own research and also then i can look at some things that's like okay i don't need to find all the information on this scandal because shannon covered it or whatever or i'll find something that's like oh shannon didn't have this on her list like i'll spend more time looking at that so then i can bring it to the table or whatever but i think a lot of the times especially on something like a group deep dive where we basically have the same notes like we did the same research Mm. we just kind of have like a we don't really plan it out we just sort of naturally take turns Mm -hmm. telling things it's like Mm -hmm. i don't know it's like a an unspoken (laughs) rhythm i guess that we get into um so that probably comes from you know our decade plus (laughs) of friendship yeah that's yeah go ahead go ahead ahead. no i was just gonna say i think that's the nice that's the nice thing about doing the best friend co-host thing is that Mm -hmm. we have a little bit of that best friend psychic energy where we can just yeah flow through an episode i feel like we very rarely have to off mic and be like hey wait are you gonna whatever and then i edit it out but for the most part we can just like let we roll through it yeah we just sort of go with the flow (laughs) like angelica when you were in i think you were in texas at one point and Mm -hmm. uh so you guys were doing this kind of virtually obviously it's i'm sure way easier to do this you know in person like that's the preferable way have you guys ever done it where like you're both in la and but you are not together at the time all right you guys we're gonna just take a quick break here and throw a little ads in from our sponsors We've never done that. The only time that we did um, long distance recording was the summer I was in Texas. Um, okay. So we did, and we only did two episodes that we way. We only did two, and then okay. yeah. things were, it was just too rough. Yeah, and I just didn't, didn't have, have like the, the time to do I it. See. So I, I just like, that's when I like cast a net out to everyone I oh, know yeah. to be like, well, <laughs> someone else. So I had, a, I did a couple like guest episodes about my husband on like we filled the time right. till she got mm-hmm. back right. um, i remember one of them was like k-pop punk or one was like featuring yes. yeah i remember those I remember that's those. the infamous co-workers react yes like, yes the infamous yeah. co-workers episode for sure yes so um also alongside you know producing natural podcasts how is it managing the discord that you guys have um like um in that's a of... brand new thing it's right it, it's it, it was born in quarantine two of our <laughs> uh listeners who one of them had asked me about making a discord like months ago mm-hmm. and i was like i don't know anything about it like i don't have time to like moderate 
like my first job at my podcast company was moderating a comment forum. And so like, oh, I know how that all goes and it's not my favorite. So I didn't want to be responsible for the discord. Like that was my one thing was like, I don't have time to be like blocking trolls or whatever. Yeah. So, and you said that right away. Like yes. when, the listener, when the listener reached out and asked, like, could we set this up? Shannon immediately was like, sure, but I don't want to do it. Like if you guys want to do it, go for it. But I don't want to be responsible for it I don't have the time I don't have the energy oh yeah and then during quarantine like two of our listeners just said okay can we do this like can we set it up and we said go for it so they did they did it and I love it it's been like a beautiful lifeline through like quarantine time Um, and I feel like we're getting listeners who don't you know participate in other social media and they're Mm -hmm. getting to talk to us Mm. and other listeners um, okay. Because not everybody gets on Twitter or, or Instagram yeah. or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure we have like a ton of listeners that we're just not in contact with in any way that might be coming into this discord. Um, and I just love like waking up and seeing that people have been talking to each other or that I have a place to just sort of blurt something like I, I like it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's nice because, well, one thing, one like pro to it is that because we do stack our episodes when we record, like because we only record every two weeks, you know, there's a lot of things that happen in between recordings that we don't really get to mention on the podcast. To the point that we think it's like a, like it's a hilarious matrix glitch that literally if we (laughs) talk about, like if we say, oh, this guy he used to be a rapper and no one's heard of from him in five years. As soon as we finish recording the episode, news will break about yeah. this person. And like, it's <laughs> wild. It's it so, the so number often. of times that it has happened is so crazy <laughs> that we just, we've fully given up on ever being up to date with no. the news, which is fine. Cause it's not the premise of our show. We are not a weekly news K-pop show. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so it's fine. <laughs> But the Discord app is nice because then, like, for example, like, Changmin's solo came out. Yes. And, like, we, oh that gosh. obviously has happened in between recording sessions. So we had a place that we could go and be like, everybody watch this, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and then that way, you know, like, it's a little, it's like a nice way for us to do, to communicate with our listeners and fangirl on our platform, like, in between those recordings, which is really nice. But also yeah. for the, like, I think... The number one comment we get from listeners is that they don't have anybody to talk to K- talk to in real life about K-pop. Mm. Like, they mm. are a solo K-pop fan in their lives, you know? And so the Discord app, I think, is, is a really nice place for people to start connecting, even from all over the world. It's a little bit easier to navigate than Twitter and Instagram. It's a lot more curated than Twitter, so we know that, like, the people there are going to be nice. Yeah, <laughs> um, right. And so I think that it's hopefully, like, people that listen to our show and feel like they don't have anyone to talk to, I hope that they really take advantage of the Discord. And I've loved watching them help each other with Mm -hmm. things that, like, we don't know about. Like, we clown on ourselves all the time that, like, we're so behind on all the fourth gen groups. Like, we just, like, we're old ladies and we're stuck and we don't know (laughs) things. So somebody will come in and be like, I think I like ATs, like can anyone help me? Like we have listeners who love ATs and they have recommendations and they can help where we can't. And like, that's 
really nice. Yeah. That, you know, it's so nice that, like, I'm looking at the Discord right now. The different, <laughs> like, uh, channels you have, like, there's definitely over 20 here. Um, yeah. And that's what's really cool about it as well. But, like, the one I have for mine, it's literally a three. It's like there's three channels, and I'm like, eh, it's okay. I'm just going to leave it at that. But um, the other cool thing I know that's really cool about Discord is that, you know, you have the voice channels, and the voice channels allow you to stream um, as well. Um, like for gamers, like that's what they use or whatever. Right. So, um, and you can hear people as like, you know, you don't have to be gaming, I guess, but you can listen to music videos or watch music videos and everyone can be talking, you know, at the, hopefully not at the same time. But um, <laughs> that's awesome that you guys have, uh, you know, taken on that, you know, initiative. And one other thing that I think is really cool, speaking of Discord chats, um, uh, I guess this is kind of a roundabout segue, but um, when people have described you guys as like, um, or they've coined you as like, I've asked like, oh, like who are some like, you know, XO, like outwardly facing like XO, like XOLs, um, just like only XOLs. And there are a couple of army that are kind of like that um, because they're obviously so huge. But people were like, you know, I don't know any like outwardly facing only XOLs, but Angelica and Shannon have asked me about K-pop. And I just I was like, oh, wait, right. Like they you guys are hardcore I would say hardcore SM stands. Yeah, sure. I'll um, take it. And, you can um, label that. You can, we'll accept that label. I'll take it. Yeah. And you guys both, uh, you know, are carrots as well as universe. Um, you guys moan baby in your own way. It's what? No. Oh, wait. I'm no. not a universe. Oh, you're not a universe. We've, we've been, we've no. had to put Pentagon. We put us. Pentagon away. We've discussed we had it to. on the show. Our hearts <laughs> hurt too much. Whoa, wait, okay. Oh, I know because it was you guys. Sorry, breaking Yana, 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 yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so, okay. Hashtag where's Yanan? Yes, yeah, that is a problem. He's been gone for a very long time. Girl, um, we don't have time to get into that right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have, I, so I, I will say, I will say I'm on episode 50. No, episode 47. Um, And I know, I remember like you guys were talking about like, um, like Yinan and obviously you know the Hyo Hyodan, Hyena, Iran, uh situation, um, but um, I didn't know that you guys had left Pentagon. I didn't know that. I thought till now. Oh man, it was something I mean, that I discussed yeah. recently. Just about like my heart hurts too much to care, and I I gave people like a nice. I tried to give people a nice like, hey man, if you have to put a group behind you, wow, it's okay because I think yeah. a lot of times people get very cranky about like you were never a fan in the first place, and I don't mm-hmm. subscribe to that. And I think that the K-pop is supposed to be fun. Like that is yeah. my biggest thing is that the k-pop is supposed to be fun and if it makes you sad or it hurts your feelings Mm -hmm. or it makes you angry to look at a group then you don't have to anymore yeah okay i think we brought it up like (laughs) our pentagon feelings we brought that up in the because around the time that we talked about it on the podcast Mm -hmm. a lot of monbebe were reaching out to us because of the whole wanho debacle yes and so and a lot of monbebe were like my heart hurts so much like i don't know if i can still listen to monster x and so we we talked about it like you know, we made the analogy of like, you know, we kind of had to put Pentagon aside because it became difficult for us to listen to the music and separate. Like yeah. we could no longer separate our our distaste for how certain things went down with our opinions of the music. And so because of that, we were like, you know what, maybe we need to not not hold them so close. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so but definitely sorry, still like, carrots, definitely right. still mommy totally hardcore SM no, stands. That's actually really, that was that was a tangent. No, no, no. I actually think that's really interesting. Um, like a lot of people say they've you know they unstand because you know 
certain groups may get too popular, you know, too mainstream, whatever mm. it is. But I think, and either for whatever reason, um, I feel like that's such a like. It sounds so like for her third, first world kind of thing or whatever. But like, it sounds so. <laughs> it is like hard to do it because you're like, wait, was I ever? Did I really, ever really like them? Or like, did I like? How do I? How do I do it? Like, I spent so much time watching their videos, and now I don't like them. Like, how does that make sense? You know, I think that's a yeah. It's hard to reconcile, right? Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to listen to that episode then, because I think that's a really um, <laughs> like I, I've never like heard somebody at least in this space like say like oh I kind of understand them or like kind of put them to the side. I also like how you guys will go back like in your like review of the year episode. You 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 were like oh let's go back to when like you were talking about like like the eight and S coops and you're like what kind of names are these like what <laughs> and now you're like hardcore carrots like <laughs> so, yeah yeah that's so that's funny. one of my favorite favorite moments of our podcast right is the yeah, my descent into carrot yeah. <laughs> into carrot land yes. whenever our listeners refer to our personal tastes changing as the b plot of our uh, yeah, podcast um, like that makes me laugh so hard yeah because I think that's the other while we are trying to present like a ton of educational information and teach people about K-pop history and context and all those mm. things, there is an underlayer of the two of us like standing new groups and mm-hmm. getting mad about things and gr- like our own personal tastes are under there somewhere. Right. Yeah. And especially because like a lot of the new groups that we get into, we get into because we had to do research mm-hmm. about them for our show. Like this show is the only reason I got into 17. Mm-hmm. Like if right. we had never done that choreography episode, I never would have learned a lot of I uh, like so much about mm-hmm. them. And you know, the rest is history. <laughs> I, so I guess speaking of your tastes, um, you guys both said like you, you know, you got, you became friends, like obviously you continued, you know, your friendship with K-pop, but like it started out with pop music. So like pop genre is like your main go-to. So what, how would you describe your tastes though, in terms of like how they might differ or be, you know, completely similar, obviously your, you know, SM stand. Our K-pop taste? K-pop taste. Yes. How are they similar? Yeah. I mean, we agree on so very many Mm -hmm. things. I think that helps a lot is that there's so many things that we agree on um, Mm -hmm. musically. I think our only big disagreement is that I like very very eggyo girl music uh-huh. and she can't stand it you like the fairy so that's like our thing love fairy idols <laughs> love fairy idols right. um a pink is my ultimate girl group right. and i know that they're like cool grown-up ladies now but they weren't mm-hmm. and so like that's <laughs> yeah i love that stuff and i think that's the only thing that we like straight up disagree on mm. but other than yeah. that i can't think of anything else like sometimes you'll like a song and i will not like we'd have that but mm-hmm. overall our tastes overlap a ton yeah our our tastes overlap a lot in that like we usually i think have the same like core elements that we're looking for in a song mm-hmm. that we would that we would find you know enjoyable whether that's like uh you know the vocal strengths or like the certain kind of bass lick. Or... I love a stacked ha- stacked harmony. Yeah, stacked disco harmony. drums. There mm-hmm. are like so many things that we love. That and like funk are... guitar yeah, that funk always gets guitar. me. Mm-hmm. But the, and then like are things that we can't like neither of us like when music yells at us. Okay. Yeah. So like that's why our listeners get sad that we don't like NCT or Stray Kids very much because <laughs> yeah. I don't like to be yelled at. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I know that lots of people get very hyped by that, right. and I don't dis- I don't discourage the, yeah. them or whatever. But like yeah, we don't like we yeah I think we just love I need musicality right 
any yeah the the melodic components of the songs are like very very important to us Mm. and I think the main difference like Shannon said is in our girl group opinions like Shannon I I personally I really don't like auto-tune I I like can't stand it at Mm. all um and I also really don't like cutesy vocals Mm -hmm. I do not like eggyo baby voices talk about how you didn't really like twice for what their eggyoness was yeah, so like for I've me, I've turned it twice corner. Yeah, she <laughs> likes not. twice now. Um, but for me, like, let's. I was just gonna bring up twice as an example because I was watching because I do really like the song "Feel Special." Right. I've like come around on that yeah. one, and um, I was watching this performance of theirs that they did like an R and B version for like some end of the, yeah. like, the year show. Right. So I watched that, and I was like, you know. I still can't, like, even though they're singing live, they have, like, a very nasal, like, thin quality to their voice. That for me, like, even though I really like the song, like, fuck, I wish I could hear Mama Moo singing it or something. You know what I mean? Like, I I want bigger vocals. Mm. (laughs) And I don't, it's like a, it's a stylistic choice to sing that way. And so, like, I think you can tell in those groups, like, you know, G-Friend or, um, uh, Promise Nine or A Pink or uh, or Twice, like you can tell that they have strength mm-hmm. in their voice oh. and they're choosing to turn it down, mm. and that I don't like. So, mm-hmm. but that's really the only place that we like split. Fully disagree. Yeah. Okay. And I I like fi- I think I fall for boy groups a little bit more easily than Shannon does. That's true. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting, Shannon. You said that, or no, wait. No, Shannon, you were the one who said that you don't you don't like music that screams. At I don't you. like being yelled at. We yet. both we both, <laughs> both say that. you guys <laughs> don't yell so, at me. <laughs> how do you feel about like the Itzy? Like I feel like Itzy is just like yelling, like not yelling, but like chants. It's like I, mm-hmm. I no, I absolutely. Where I mean, we're fully hypocrites, and we'll make it exceptions. <laughs> um, I totally agree, get what you're saying. Like the Itzy yelling, it feels like a cheerleader thing. And yeah, I honestly, think like we in our our appreciation of triple threats being musical theater kids mm. i think we can weigh things differently and Izzy <laughs> is a group where like their choreography impresses us so much yeah and, like i think that gives po- like you can get points and extra totally yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it sort of outshines it in a way because and i i brought this up once on the podcast because i fell for itsy like as soon as i saw dala dala i thought this is really cool and i really mm-hmm. like it but i know i said specifically on the podcast once like if you put itsy on paper it's everything i hate in a girl group to be honest like as far as their vocals are concerned or like the general orchestration of their songs like it is not what i usually look for or go for but their performances are so impressive to me that it was never a question it was like immediately i liked all of it so i don't I know i feel like the, they are very uh choreography like when i went to their youtube page compared to all of the like jyp groups like they have way more dance practices mm-hmm. and like um solo fan cam kind of things compared to everybody else because you know everyone covers their songs all the time right. um yeah um, so then I guess my, my question, I guess my last question, you kind of answered it, but I was going to ask like, just as a fun, like random question would be, uh, which K-pop opinion slash, you know, obsession you might, or quirk that you have, would you change about each other if you could? Yeah, I think same answer. I just, yeah. it would, it would be very nice if I, if I could do the same level of like on the same page fangirling 
that we do about the boy groups that we love yeah. about the girl group stuff that I love yeah mm. that's like my only thing is that but I do like our our good friend you song who's like been on the show a couple times I know I can I now know I can text you song about girl group <laughs> things like I'm I'm finding places and my our discord has a girl group channel like I'll get there but yes yeah, right. it is it is a small sadness that that's a thing that we can't share <laughs> <laughs> I know and I always I've been thinking I as soon as I read that question that you sent us I was like thinking about it all day because I instantly knew what Shannon's answer would be because <laughs> I know that like she will send me th- like she'll she'll send me a twice song and she'll send me a wacky mickey or whatever like she sends me yeah. things and she's like maybe will you like this and I'm like nah. and, she, and she just goes no it's no. like such a sadness <laughs> like there's such a heartbreak that I know is there when I tell her that I don't like it so that I like knew that that was going to be your answer. But for me, like there's not, I was, so I was trying to think like, what is an equivalent of like, if I sent her something that she like wasn't really into. And the only thing I could think of was I wish she was as into wavy as I am, oh. but it's okay because you are like so supportive and very like humoring. Like she sat down, she watched a whole season of wavy dream plan with I me. Did. Like she learned mm. all their names. She's very supportive of my love, but she doesn't really share it. And that's my only heartbreak. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, okay. I see. But everything else, so it's it's staying. You know, obviously, of course, yours would be staying within the SM or a roundabout SM. True. True. <laughs> yeah. Still an SM fan. You yeah. Know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one I day, I support I my you. son ten. <laughs> exactly. No. One day, I feel like you guys are definitely the um, SM Global Shop. They have like they've sent stuff to like a couple of YouTubers. You guys should be next on that list for like let's unbox some SM Global stuff. SM, like put it on YouTube. We've been. Trying trying we've been we've been that's a dream been like uh, sm they we, what do we say all the time like they should hire us we say they should hire us. Oh, they yeah, need yeah, to hire us because my personal dream job is to be mm. essentially like the resident english speaker of sm because well, yeah, sm right. <laughs> has what we love to call some english where yeah. they just throw a random collection of english words into a line <laughs> and like call it a lyric um and it drives me absolutely crazy um especially as an english teacher it like drives me so nuts to listen to taeyong be like paris like wind whatever whatever that fucking that verse is in baby don't stop it's just all gibberish um so i always would love to be yeah like i would love to be the person that's like there to grammatically correct their their lyrics and to like teach their idols you know phrases or Mm. you know certain things Mm. when they're prep them for going on international (laughs) tours or whatever just be like the resident english speaker that's our dream that's my dream but i'll do i mean i'll do anything if sm asks me to i gladly unbox stuff for them if they want me to i think our (laughs) biggest our biggest dream is to someday live close enough to the coex that we can go watch oz watch the SM Oz musical oh, as often as possible. I want to go back. I want to rewatch Oz and I want to see every single concert. Concert. I would have. live. I would live. I would live theater. at the Coex. I would live if at that theater. Oh my god! I remember going up there uh, and looking at all like the stuff that's you know available like for showings and stuff, and I'm like, oh, this just gives me a headache because I'm just I just know how much I don't know, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god! Like I'm sure there's like, oh my gosh, it, it would overwhelm me. But oh, yeah. would you guys ever want to live in in Seoul or Korea? Oh, that's the dream. I think it would, I love I love that place. It's I think just... I could. Yeah, 
I think I could easily see myself living there. Like we went to Seoul um, about a year ago. We went together. (laughs) Yeah, almost exactly a year ago. Um, It was last April. But I think that when we went together, like it was very, um, it was very easy to sort of picture ourselves living there. Um, Mm. But you know, the like realistic decision of of uprooting your life and leaving, you know, your family here. Like Shannon's married. Like that's not an easy thing to do to just pick up and do. And Um, visas. So it's it's all a whole thing. But like again, that's the dream. The dream. Mm-hmm. that we do get like a legitimate job and could mm. go live there or whatever or at the very right. least like figure out a way to work with all the k-pop stars that come here in la like so many people come here all the time right. and if we had like some kind of professional relationship then maybe yeah. we could catch them all when they're here but, right right or like uh, something you could go back for six months you know that Let's, yeah, let's try to work it, on you know, SM, you know, places throughout the year. <laughs> exactly. That yeah. would be the dream. Oh my that God, if I had a condo nice. in Seoul, are you kidding Shut me? the, f- <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> hey, you guys are probably manifesting it right now. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Send it out um, into the universe. Exactly. You know how Vine <laughs> stars have like their like little houses together. It could be like, yeah, you know, K-pop podcast. Oh my God, a K-pop you know? house. That would be so cool. But uh, thank you guys for taking me through um, everything about Ask Me About K-Pop. And um, do you guys have anything, uh, I guess I guess you guys did say you had merch coming up. Do you have anything else that you might have planned for post-quarantine or during quarantine that you want to promote? Um, we're doing our best to keep the show rolling as long as we're allowed to keep using the recording studio we're going to try to keep putting out episodes like everything's normal Mm -hmm. um but i guess just a general plug for the podcast if you've never heard it um check it out i especially recommend it if you have a friend or a family member that you're trying to get into k-pop yeah or you're a new fan that feels overwhelmed if you start at episode one i promise we will take care of you um and you'll know a ton very soon and you won't feel as like overwhelmed by it yeah. um and you can find us at ama kpop pod on twitter and instagram um where our discord is uh ama kpop pod i believe as well mm-hmm. um we can be found everywhere there's yeah. th- i'd never update the tumblr <laughs> yeah we don't really use that. the tumblr anymore but we do have like our email account ama kpop pod mm. at gmail we're ama kpop on youtube and spotify mm. our episodes are on spotify and then we're also a user on spotify and we have playlists that uh, accompany correlate. every episode yeah they correlate with every episode that mm-hmm. is like a, a music heavy episode so yeah yeah I think that's all the places so mm-hmm. um, check us out if that sounds interesting um, we have a lot of fun yes yes I, I highly recommend you guys like I, yeah. I'm still learning I'm really excited I'm kind of happy that I didn't listen through all the episodes because now I'm like you guys are telling me things and I'm like oh I can't wait to listen to that <laughs> Um, so I'm like currently on episode 47, um, but hopefully. Oh girl, you have like 60, oh. like 62 more to go. I know. Well, that's the other thing I really, I just want to, before we end, I just want to say you guys are also ext- for, you know, not being an, um, a, you know, like a career sort of thing yet. Um, as just like a hobby starting you know now, like you guys are so consistent, like every week doesn't matter. Like if the, I think there was like a gap where you guys like, um, 
before you did like the into the exo sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, our you studio had, like... was under construction, so we had to take a break. Right, yeah. that was the only time. Like, or from what I've seen, like you guys are on the dot every seven days. You have an episode out, so props. To I you try, guys. I try yeah. because again, I think that's like a very important part about podcasting and like yeah. why it makes my heart so warm is that like to so many people Wednesday morning they listen to us while they go do whatever and we're part mm-hmm. of their routine and I don't want to like yeah. mess up the routine I want yeah. to just always be there, be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we try to do yeah yeah I think that helps us like not only build but also maintain our audience is that yeah. they they know that they can count on a new episode every Wednesday and so that is like something especially nowadays is something that they can actually rely on um, and know that that won't change is like very comforting in a lot of ways so we we try to stay consistent yeah you guys really are and I think that's really it's an amazing thing that I I can't even you know even (laughs) I sometimes get paid for like I barely little but like like you guys really do um you know, you guys are really consistent, which I think is really awesome. And I think it's really cool how you've been able to keep it as, you know, a fun activity rather than something that could easily become a chore, um, you know, with a change of mindset sort of thing. So um, kudos. I, I, I hope to take some sort of like <laughs> like pointers from you guys from this as well. Um, but thank you guys for being a guest um, on the podcast, Believe in K-Pop, today. Um, I hope the listeners, you guys enjoyed it. Um, and if you guys want to be a part of the um much smaller discord that I have uh, than ask me about K-pop. Um, you can DM me at E-M-I-H-A-Y-D-E-L on Twitter or Instagram, and I will give you the link to that. But thank you guys again. Thank you, Angelica. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, and we will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.